Welcome, foolish mortals, to another episode of Magic to My Ears. I'm Abby Filsinger, and this is the podcast for everything and anything Disney. Uh, For those of you who have never joined us before, I normally have my co-host here, Colleen Cullen. Uh, Unfortunately, she's a very busy lady, so she wasn't able to come today. So, unfortunately, it will be a solo show. Um, I'll still try to make it as entertaining, uh, but she'll be here with us in spirit. I know we'll be missing her. And that is actually the perfect segue into today's topic, the Haunted Mansion. Uh, Since Halloween is creeping in, I thought how appropriate would it be to talk about Walt Disney's most spooky addition to his parks. So let's dive in, shall we? So to start off, um, let's talk about how the Haunted Mansion actually had a lot of roadblocks to start off with. Um, most of it involving the Imagineers not being able to really agree on anything, um, mostly with what the overall storyline was going to be. Um, not only that, but also if it should be a ride through, walk through, if it should be scary or funny, what the theme was. And because of this, there was a huge gap between when Disneyland opened and when the Haunted Mansion opened. 14 long years to be exact they really just couldn't get their foot in the door they just they couldn't decide on even the smallest thing to really get started um and the the biggest one the the fir- one of the first ones was that the imagineers really wanted to make the house look run down you know what you would think of when you think of a horror movie or something you you know when you were a kid you had that creepy house up the street you know something in that area and Walt just he refused to have a rundown building in his park because if you think about it you know the whole aesthetic of Disneyland is visually pleasing uh, very magical sparkly very clean pristine and he just didn't want this crumbling mass of a house to be just one of the center points because if you think about it you know when you first turn you know to Frontierland and Critter Country and New Orleans Square that's one of the first things you see you know Pirates of the Caribbean has that little building but it's not really you know you don't think oh there's Pirates of the Caribbean if you've never been there before even if it's your first time in the park you see the Haunted Mansion you know it's the Haunted Mansion so he didn't want this crumbling shack to be the center point Um, So he was kind of going all over looking for any kind of, um, you know, uh, muse of a building, as it were, you know, something to really base base it off of. And what he came up with was actually the Winchester Mystery House, which um, most of us know, you know, Sarah Winchester, she was the woman who thought that she was being chased by ghosts and the only way to escape the curse was to keep adding onto the house and uh, to confuse them you know she would build staircases to ceilings and doors that open to nowhere and you actually see some of the aspects in the style of the house on the exterior and um like one of the main ones the you know the hallway with the many doors when you first pass the the guy you know with the coffin trying to get out most of it though you do see um in Walt Disney World in the Haunted Manor which is there's this um, library area if I remember correctly where you see stairs on the ceiling and little footprints actually walking on the ceiling stairs. So that that's those that's where they got most of the inspiration towards, but the Haunted Mansion has some little tiny aspects of it. And now with the style finally done of the actual house, um, the new problem was coming up with a storyline. There were several ideas being tossed around, but the main one that 
was kind of being pushed forward was the idea of a sea captain who brings his beautiful new blushing bride to their new pristine home and everything seems to be going great until the bride opens a closet I believe it was and finds like skulls and just things that allude to the fact that her new groom her new husband is a bloodthirsty pirate <laughs> and of course we know how these things usually go does not end well for her her lovely husband do decides to murder her so his secret will not get out and him being so filled with guilt hangs himself not exactly what you would think would go well in a magical place like disneyland and walt saw that and thought hmm you know i really don't want a ride centered around the fact that a person murdered another person and then hung himself in the attic we do still have the hanging scene at the beginning but it was a lot more gruesome than Walt really wanted to go. They were still deciding whether they wanted it to be scary or funny, but they's, that was a little too much for Walt. He was kind of a little apprehensive about it, not to mention a lot of the uh, props they wanted to use just weren't, the timing wasn't right. They didn't really know how they were going to make it work. One of the main things they, that they wanted to do was to have this dripping ghost captain uh, in the hallway with all, when you first walk in after the stretching room with all of the portraits that change they want to have this dripping wet pirate standing there and then disappear and just have nothing but a puddle of water which is a really cool sounding effect but they just they thought the timing of it wouldn't be right by the time he reappeared you know people wouldn't either not see it or they'd be stopping the line to watch it and they were already still on the fence about making it a walkthrough or making it a ride through and they thought this is just gonna add to that so they kind of scrapped the whole thing and uh they decided on the idea that we know and love today and that is of course our one with the charming ghost host that's the storyline they ended up with and the next step adding to the storyline was what characters were we going to put in because originally they had the ghost bride and the the bloody pirate i guess you'd say or the bloodthirsty pirate and so in walks uh, famous imagineer roly crump and he hands Walt all of these sketches. And some of these ideas uh, included uh, coffin clocks, melting candle men, which, you know, a little out there, uh, talking chairs, man-eating plants, gypsy wagons, living gypsy wagons, excuse me, and a mirror with a face. Now, I for one actually would have loved to see these things come to fruition. They're just wonderfully weird sounding and just, you can see some of these actually online, some of what he originally drew. And they're really, they're beautifully done, but you know, think of it in Walt's perspective. Where am I gonna put a melting candle man? Where am I gonna put a gypsy wagon? You know, a full on living gypsy wagon. And he was like, no, Rolly, these are really great ideas, but I just don't know where <laughs> that they would fit in with this particular attraction. So he decides that he wanted to incorporate these things but just not in the main attraction so he said why don't you make a a separate little attraction outside the haunted mansion that was going to be called the museum of the weird and it you know how most of the uh rides some some of them empty out into a gift shop and this was going to be the same kind of idea but instead of a gift shop it would be you know the history of abnormal things you know ghost stories from around the world the different animatronics they were going to use it was going to be kind of like a fake haunted museum if you will and he decided you know i'm going to put you and fellow imagineer yale gracie 
on on the task and he was another great imagineer who had all these wild ideas as well you'll actually see uh, a fun homage to him in the line queue for the haunted mansion when you're first when you're in the second area of the line behind the first graveyard when you're about to kind of turn that corner to go into the main door um there's there are all those gravestones on the hill that you see with the fun names you know like i'll be back on the um, you know the plaques, but there's a couple other little tombstones at the top, and one of them says Master Gracie, and that is referring to Yale Gracie. I thought that was just a fun little tidbit for those of you who like the hidden Mickey, hidden Mickey's around the park. So he decided, you know, go with that, add all of your weird ideas to that aspect of the ride. And actually, I have a fun little story about this that I I laughed so hard at. Um, one night, um, Yale Gracie and Rolly Crump, um, they forgot to switch off the mechanics when, so Walt gave them this huge, um, warehouse to work in. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Um, there's, he gave them this huge building, you know, do what you will use, you know, practice your animatronics in here, make them work. Let's see how they work. And so the two were leaving and they forgot to switch off the mechanics before leaving for the night and in return for this act they got a call from personnel saying that the janitors had requested that the pair leave the lights on because of all the creepy animatronics that were being housed there and uh, you know the, the imagineers they understood and they did as they were told but they decided to put a motion detector motion sensors in the room that would turn off all the lights and turn on all the animatronics when triggered because you know why not sounds like fun and the following morning, they were greeted to all the animatronics still running and a broom lying in the in the middle of the room. <laughs> Needless to say, they got a call again from personnel saying that the janitors would not be returning. <laughs> I just think that's so, that's something you would so expect from Walt Disney's employees. Um, I thought that was, it's just so charming. You know, it's, it's the fact that, you know, they are Imagineers. They want it to be funny. Uh, of course, I would have done the same thing if I didn't realize there was a trigger mark there. Um, anyway, just a fun little story, but back to it. Uh, sadly, the Museum of the Weird never saw the light of day. But fortunately, some of the effects that were going to be in said museum were put into the attraction. Uh, one main effect um, that was put into the Haunted Mansion was the Pepper's Ghost. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term, it is, in simple terms as it were, an effect that gives off the impression of a transparent being. So you'll see most of these in the ballroom scene and um, in the graveyard as well with all the dancing ghosts. It, it's just it basically they're actual figurines, but the way that they're lit makes them look transparent and again you can see this online you can see the before and after effects of when the ride is actually running and when there's actually actual lights on the way they're projected is through this little kind of mirror effect and it again it makes them look transparent makes them look like real ghosts and this was one of the main ones they were working on this was what was going to be used for the dripping wet pirates ghost in the hallway and it's a really great effect because it really does its job right and it gives that little just spooky illusion. So thank God for for Mr. Crump and Mr. Gracie. Uh, now, while all this planning and debate was going on, Walt thought the project was taking a bit too long and I agree with him. You know, they just, there were too many aspects that just weren't coming 
that weren't going right and he was thinking you know I really want to get this thing out and I want it to be in an attraction sooner rather than later so he decided to kind of light a little fire under himself and his team so he actually advertised it like everywhere on the radio um in the parks and on the radio I remember um hearing a little snippet of it in on a commercial a couple of years ago where he said that he wanted to put out the word of famous ghosts should come and live at Disneyland and there'll be wall-to-wall creeps and uh creaky doors and creaky floors and I thought that, that is so charming because it just sends this little real aspect of it into the world of like actual ghosts are gonna be here like come come stay at Disneyland and um Along with that, he, I don't know, many of you might know this quote, but he actually put this sign up right next to where um, the Lana Mansion was going to go. And this is what it said. Notice, all ghosts and restless spirits, post-lifetime leases are now available in this haunted mansion. Don't be left out in the sunshine. Enjoy active retirement in this country club atmosphere. The fashionable address for famous ghosts, ghosts trying to make a name for themselves, and ghosts afraid to live by themselves. Leases include license to scare the daylights out of guests visiting the portrait gallery, museum of the supernatural, graveyard, and other happy haunting grounds. For reservations, send resume of past experience to Ghost Relations Department, Disneyland. Please do not apply in person. <laughs> that is one of my favorite parts about that entire sign. Because again, it adds this sense of realness. It adds this sense of we're actually setting up a retirement home for ghosts. And of course, guests who saw this, it got them really excited for it. So it, it kind of made the team kind of go, okay, we really, we really got to get this done now. And they, you know, it, it kind of helped. It, it kind of worked. But they were still running into some roadblocks. Um, and that led to, unfortunately, uh, Walt would never see the debut of his creation. Walt's death did, however, um, seem to kind of get it moving a little bit more because they really, they, you know, it's disheartening, you know, when your leader dies and they, you know, really, they hit a roadblock because they were so filled with grief. And eventually, though, they use this to kind of boost themselves. Like, let's do this for Walt. This is going to be for Walt. And they got past... One of the last hurdles, which was um, whether to make it a walkthrough. And they decided, you know, it can't be a walkthrough because if people start to slow down to look at a certain effect, which is what they were thinking of with the pirate animatronic, you know, how are we going to get them to move along? We can't just have cast members, you know, pushing them in. And they wanted it to be what they called a people eater. You know, they need rides that are just going to push them along. Like, you know, some of the dark rides have this kind of bad aspect, even though they're not um a walk through you know peter pan it's always like a 45 minute wait because they only can get two people in at a time in a ship sometimes and it's a slower moving ride so they didn't you know they wanted this ride to be very much like let's get as many people as we can on at once and for this they um decided on an omnimover which is what the the doom buggies are that we all sit on that you know even though they're only two to three people you still have the little bit of walkthrough aspect of them. You know, they walk you into the main room and they have a lot of people squeeze in at once, you know, drag your bodies to the dead center of the room, fill in all the dead space. So you have that still walkthrough aspect, which I think is really great because you don't just have 
just the ride. You have this aspect of walking through an old creaky house and then going on your tour, as the ghost host says. And on the Haunted Mansion's big debut, it was actually an immediate success. And the public just adored the creaky old mansion. They loved the amusing cast and characters, including, you know, a poor old ghoul who just can't seem to get out of his coffin, um, a poor scared gravedigger, the ghostly bride in the attic, which is actually an homage to the um, bride of the ship captain. She was always going to be involved. They just wanted to give her kind of more of a backstory. And there's actually little homages to all of the... Um, what the original idea was going to be because you have also the ship painting in the in the portrait gallery that changes you know it has that nice pristine ship and that changes with the flash of lightning to a ship in a storm and that's supposed that was supposed to be from the original idea so there are some homages to the idea that they had originally because it was a good idea it just wasn't really perfect for this kind of vision because it was very dark and gruesome and so they just put those little things in there. Um, along with the bride, you know, there's also the candelabra in the hallway, um, which is also a really cool effect. It's actually a, um, for those of you who don't want to ruin the magic, I'd stop listening now, but <laughs> there's actually um, a little effect that has just, it has like a mirror and then it has this effect of creating many hallways and and a never ending hallway. Pretty simple effect, but it works really, really well. And, of course, the incomparable Madame Leota is my personal favorite. And, fun fact about her, um, her voice is actually the voice of uh, Maleficent. So that's kind of fun. You know, Walt, Walt Disney had a, um, he had a habit of kind of using the same voice actors for a lot of the same, for a lot of uh, different parts, but she worked great. And, um, you know, it just, it worked really well, and the park the attraction was really going off without a hitch. So that that's the that's the good thing about what ended up being a great attraction, even though it took a long time. Um, before we um, go on to the ending, we'll just have a quick break from our sponsors. All right, welcome back. So now we're going to talk about um, more uh, new parts of the Haunted Mansion. Uh, of course, there have been updates since the attraction opened the biggest one of all being in 2007 when jack skellington made his big debut for the holiday edition which is i i do love it it's not i do like the original better but of course it's always fun to see your favorite characters like sally dr finkelstein oogie boogie um you know shock lock and barrel and it's amazing how fast they were able to get this, this, how fast they're able to get it up every year. You know, they close it down for a couple weeks. I'm not, I'm not sure of the actual timeline, but it's, it's a pretty short timeline to do that, um, in that span of time. And the most recent update, however, uh, was I believe in 2015, I want to say. Yeah, I think so. Um, and that was the long awaited return of the Hatbox Ghost. Uh, his shtick, of course, being that he carries around an old-fashioned hat box, and surprise, surprise, his head goes from his body to his beloved hat box in a very swift motion. And for those of you who don't know a lot about why he was such an awaited, long-awaited um, 
character was that he was put he was going to be put in originally for the haunted mansion he was put in for like a week a couple months or some a very short period of time and they just couldn't get him to work correctly and this was at the very beginning of when the haunted mansion first opened and it was one of their big things they were so proud of it they it worked in the studio great when they plugged it all in and worked him out and they just couldn't figure out why he wasn't working they kept putting him back in taking him back out and whenever again whenever they did it in the studio he worked perfectly without a hitch nothing went wrong they put him in the haunted mansion nothing he just wouldn't work right they have to keep shutting down the rides take him out or to just you know fix him or whatever and so they took him out permanently and he hadn't been seen since so for people who are huge disney files like me you know we were all wondering where the where the heck is this is this character where'd he go he didn't just disappear and finally in 2015 they released the Hatbox Ghost is coming back. And since then, you know, he's been on t-shirts, coffee mugs, pins, sweatshirts, anything you could think of. People just love his character because there's so much mystery, um, you know, revolving around it. Like, where did he go? Like, why wasn't he in there? You know, what took so long to bring him back? Because especially with all the other updates, you know, with the Yeti that had been updated and all the other rides had different animatronics, like, why wasn't the Hatbox Ghost coming back? Still don't know. Still want to know. So if anybody has any information, please let me know because I'd love to know. So the another little more unsavory parts about the Haunted Mansion. Um, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I know people who do know about the, you know, the supposed haunting hauntings, real hauntings of the Haunted Mansion might want to hear it. So if you don't, if you don't like that kind of stuff, I was just uh, stopping the podcast here because it's going to get a little creepy. Um, so one of the main stories is that of a woman who took her son's ashes and put them in the Haunted Mansion. Of course, it's a big no-no, and she has been banned from many Disney parks, and there have been, um, releases about it saying, like, please don't do this, like, it's bad for you, it's bad for us, it's bad for your loved one, we have to you know, shut down the ride. We have to completely quarantine it. We have to, you know, you're not going to, I don't know how we're going to get the ashes back to you. Just don't do it. And the lady said it was her son's favorite ride. So she put, supposedly she also put it in Pirates of the Caribbean, but I have no information to back that up. But so the whole story is that there's a little boy that's seen sometimes on the cameras riding by himself in a doom buggy and also in um, a pirate ship as well. So you know, if you if you believe in ghosts, you might want to look out for him. Uh, there's a few other ones. People have said that some of the animatronics go on by themselves without being turned on. Um, some of the employees who are closing up say stuff just moves. Uh, there was another legend. Again, I don't have a lot of like actual facts to back these up. These are more, again, legends that I've gotten from different Disney fan books. But another one was that, um, you know, there's always that one person when they say sit down, you know, don't get out of your remain seated at all times. And they never do. This teenage boy apparently stood up, wanted to walk over to Madame Leota's um, center stage area. And <laughs> surprise, there is not an actual way to get there without, um, you know, special equipment. She's on this platform by herself and there's a little bit of a dip before you get there that's hollowed out supposedly again do not take this information to heart this these are all spooky stories i have no firm um information for this i have not talked to any cast members 
I don't think they tell me anyway. <laughs> so again, don't take this to heart. It's more just fun. It's more just spooky. But anyway, so he supposedly tried to get to Madame Leota's area and fell through to um, and, and hit the bottom of the Haunted Mansion and died. So there's another area that they say the Madame Leota's area is haunted by this kid who stood up and fell through the cracks. So, you know, more just spoopy, spooky stuff. If they are real, it's very sad. Um, but more of the ones that are more kooky and fun are that the animatronics supposedly turn on by themselves. Some people say that the um, hitchhiking ghosts, they just kind of turn on. Uh, there's a lot of cast members who have claimed that, like, uh, the animatronics will say something that they're not, that they weren't programmed to say, that they'll walk by one of them and they'll say their name. Um, there's a lot of those stories actually throughout Disneyland, which will be in another podcast about haunted Disney. But there, um, a little taste of that is apparently in um, in the great um, works of Mr. Lincoln, the great moments of Mr. Lincoln, where they have some of those animatronics on display, or at least they used to. Um, there was that old parrot that they used to have in, uh, I believe they actually had it in the Tiki Room, that would supposedly wasn't supposed to work anymore and was completely broken down. Oh, it used to be, actually, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm falling over myself today. It used to hang over Adventureland and talk to the guests when they walked in, where the tiki torches are now. And supposedly, he, again, was completely crashed and burned. He did wasn't supposed to work anymore. And one employee, this one I do have a little bit more firm fact on, there was a testimony from her that she said she would walk by when she's closing and he would say her name or say things that he was not programmed to say. And she would look for the button that was that she thought oh must be plugged in it must be there must be some button that somebody left on and she couldn't of course spooky she couldn't find anything and when she asked another uh, cast member they were like that bird is not supposed to be working that bird does not work anymore it's really broken it hasn't been used since like the 60s and of course who it's always like that little thing with though that bathroom has been out of service for 50 years <laughs> um so that one is a little more um I guess factual is not the right word because <laughs> I don't know how many of you believe in ghosts. It's not really a factual kind of thing, but that is her story anyway. So that's a little bit of the spooky side of the Haunted Mansion, a little bit of Disneyland. Um, but to conclude this very short podcast, I apologize. I was going to go longer, but there's so much information on the Haunted Mansion. I really didn't know where to start. Uh, kind of like with my Walt episode, I was going to make it a two-parter, but you know, it's, I just wanted to make it a little more fun and not as like hard hitting facts. So, um, to end this again, short segment, uh, for me, the Haunted Mansion will always hold special place in my heart. I know many of you, it's a huge fan base, kind of like Tower of Terror. People just, they love this ride so much. There are costumes that you can wear that are the same as what the cast members use. Again, there's sweatshirts with all the hitchhiking ghosts on them and anything you can name. Actually, in fact, um, my family and I actually have uh, the plaque that's outside the Haunted Mansion, you know, with the creepy devil guy at the top and the, you know, the little plaque that you see when you walk through the, the brick opening uh, that actually says, welcome to the Filsinger Haunted Mansion. <laughs> um, I feel like a spokesperson for Disney now. Um, you can buy it online. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, I'll always have the memory of being convinced that a hitchhiking ghost was going to be in my car when I got home. I never wanted to go through the Haunted Mansion because my brother, who was braver than me, would always say, oh, they say at the end, the hitchhiking ghost will follow you home and he's in the car with you when you when you look in the mirror. And I just thought that was the scariest thing I've ever heard. 
I thought, what kind of lunatic wants to go into a haunted house and have a ghost follow them home? <laughs> so I was always that little kid that was like, I really don't want to have a ghost follow me into my bedroom. Um, and of course, believing that if I did fall behind the tour, I was going to be the 1000th ghost. And again, I think that's the brilliant charm of this ride is that it's it's so campy and funny that it's actually a little bit still scary when you're even an adult there's just this hint of what Rolly Crump was going for and what Yale Gracie was going for this kind of just ominous feeling and um actually another fun fact about uh Rolly Crump his um one of his other designs that he did um it's not an exact design but it's based off of one he had this you know creature that had these kind of weird eyes and that was what they made the wallpaper out of the you know I don't know if you you can't always really see it because it's super dark in there but the purple wallpaper with the little eyeballs all over the wall that you see in like pajama pants <laughs> that was one of his designs and they used that so it's nice to see little homages to this great to these um great imagineers so really the Haunted Mansion is just it's such a it's such a a big staple of Disneyland you don't really you can't really go there without going on it whenever I go there I have to go on it at least once even though it's not you know it's not one of the big mountains not Splash or Thunder Mountain but it's still it's it's very ooky spooky <laughs> and it's fun and of course a little story for you guys um my friend and I uh were went on it together once my friend Jasmine hi Jasmine <laughs> um she told me this story and she actually did it to me where her big sister Jamie and her would go on it and when the hanging guy was up there and then it would you know fall and make the scream whenever it hit the bottom her sister would yell oh my god it's on me <laughs> so she did it to me one time to the group and I swear every everybody in the room just silence just crickets just absolute people were horrified <laughs> but I think that's what's fun about that room is there's so many people that make these really fun little traditions and another tradition actually of me and my brother is he started it a couple years ago um we went on it together just the two of us and whenever the you know the crash would happen at the end he would either grab my shoulder grab both my shoulders shake me or whatever or just grab my hand and the last time we were there it was um me, my brother Jack, and then our friend Orion, and we were all on together. We're waiting in the big stretching room, waiting for the thing to fall, waiting for the inevitable shriek, and he <laughs> is the most twisted, <laughs> a fantastic guy. He did the unexpected. He actually bent down and grabbed both of our ankles, and it's so dark in there that we couldn't see that he had bent down, and of course, we're both looking up at the ceiling because, you know, we want to see the hanging guy. It's the, it's the classic. And he bent down and grabbed both of our ankles. I thought I was going to faint. <laughs> and that's what, to me, the Haunted Mansion's all about. It's making it your own. It's making it your own experience. You can make it as scary or silly as you want. Even though that was kind of like a, a little bit of a jump scare, it was really silly. And it made the ride so much more enjoyable to have that little moment of just, ooh, he got me. <laughs> And some of the cast members do that too. I had another experience where I I was walking off at the end right before you get to the lady, you know, who's saying, hurry back. And he, the cast member were just staying there and out of nowhere, he leaned in and went, have a nice day. And I was like 13. I thought I was going to cry. And it's these little experiences that they have that 
are so such a testament to what Walt and the Imagineers really wanted it to be. So if you guys have never been on the Haunted Mansion, which I find very hard to believe if you're listening to this podcast, odds are most of you are Disney files like me, but if you haven't, please make it a next stop because it's so wonderful. And again, if you're like me and you really don't like going through regular haunted attractions or watching scary movies, it's the perfect in-between as you still get that fun Halloween feel, but it's not so scary that you're going to, you know, jump out of your skin and run and scream and cry. Wait, that's just what I do. <laughs> but it, it's it's really a fantastic ride. And it's it's really, it shows what Disneyland's all about. It's not just about, you know, fun, happy things. You know, Haunted Mansion's still a happy experience, but it's this different experience that Walt was going for that is really wonderful. So... Um, I think that's where we're going to leave it today. Um, I finally figured out how to have you guys actually send in little snippets of your voice if you want to. Um, So I believe I just had to switch on this little button on my settings, which I have now done. So hopefully it will show up in Spotify and um, Anchor and anywhere else you get your podcasts, as they always say on the commercials. So please look for that because I'd love to hear your lovely voices and I'd love to hear your opinions and give me any stories that you've heard, any experiences you've had, because I really want to add more of the fans or the I don't know if you guys are my fans yet, but you know, I really want to add the listeners in on these because again, Disneyland's all about coming together as a community. It's all about friendship and family. So I really want you guys to feel included. So please send in your lovely voice and your questions. And you know, odds are you'll probably get on the podcast because I don't really have that many people listening right now. So odds are if you send me something, you will get on the podcast. Make sure it's appropriate, of course. Um, and again, just please, any fun stories, fun experience. It doesn't have to be about the Haunted Mansion. It can be about any part of Disney, uh, Disneyland, any movies, any musicals you've seen, anything as long as it's regarding the Disneyland or Disney as a whole. I would love to hear it. And it'd be really fun to include you guys in the next episode, which is TBD, <laughs> T- to be determined. So again, if you have any ideas on something you want to hear, um, I'd love to I'd love to take a listen because it might actually help me out because I'm having a little bit of a roadblock. Sorry it took so long to get this episode out. Um, there's just been a lot of uh, personal things going on, but hopefully I'll get the next one out in uh, a week or a couple weeks at the latest. So please keep listening. Thank you so much for your time and I hope you enjoyed. No, probably wasn't as funny as when Colleen's here, but <laughs> I tried my best. Hopefully she'll be back for the next segment. And I hope you guys have a really happy and safe Halloween. Um, Be your kooky selves and have a great time. And uh, I will see you guys next segment. All right. Have a good one.